Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hi, this is George from Bigger, Brighter, Bolder, and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development, and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, as always, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you why we should be running this world. We being small business entrepreneurs like yourself, like myself, and like the 5.94 million of us across the UK and well over 150 million worldwide. I'm going to put out there right now a political warning to you. This might get a little bit political, not in the sense of political parties, but just in the sense of the state of the world, the state of the nation, and why, in context, I believe that actually small businesses should be the ones dominating the landscape, and I'm going to be knocking corporations. If you work for a corporation, I don't know why you listen to this anyway, unless you want to set up your own business, in which case, awesome. Welcome aboard. We'd love to have you in our ranks. So I'm going to be knocking corporate. That's what I mean by giving you a political warning right now. Not everyone wants to hear that. I get that. You might want to skip this episode and jump straight into the next one. Although I'm going to give you a little bit of a warning all week. There's a theme that's going to be going all week. So if you are going to be easily offended by me going on a little bit of a rant around corporations and how corporates run their businesses, how corporates devastate the landscape, can devastate entire civilizations and cultures, then you might not want to get involved in these episodes. But to be honest with you, it's all in context. And the context is this. We allow corporations to dominate the landscape. They dominate how we live our life. They lean on, one might even argue, manipulate political leaders. They have so much money and money is power and money goes a long, long way to getting what you want. We don't have to look that far into the history books. We don't have to look that far right now to see just how corrupt big corporations can be, how immoral many big corporations can definitely be. And the history books are full of legal cases that have either been squashed by big corporations or where claimants have been paid off for their silence or where actually the case has been upheld and they've been found guilty and they've been fined millions, mega millions of pounds. So I'm going to be sharing this, okay? I'm going to be talking about this unashamedly. It's not so much to bash corporations as much as to shine a light on you, the small ambitious business owner, and just how fucking awesome you are and just how awesome we all are and just how moral we are and how fundamentally the world is a better place because we're in it. And this is my overall message for the whole of this week, which is this is why we must be successful. This is why all small businesses need to be successful. They need to be financially successful. And I'm going to paint a very strong argument for you over this week episodes. If you're easily offended by people ranting about such things in the world or you find it negative in some way, then that's okay. You can skip this and you can jump back into some sales stuff, some mindset stuff, or who knows what else is coming up down the line here. However, if you are open-minded and you want to listen to what I've got to say about why you, a small business owner, deserves to be running this world rather than the world being corrupted by big corporation, 
not all big corporations and not all aspects of big corporations and definitely not all people working inside of big corporations. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about let's judge their behaviours. None of the individuals within these corporations just, let's just judge the behaviour of the corporation itself and then just shine the light on ourselves and see how we run our businesses, our intentions, our morals, what it is we're trying to do for the planet. And I'm telling you now, by the end of this week, you will be absolutely clear as day that we are the ones that should be running the world and not the big corporations with all their money and their influence and their power and all their links into politicians and politics. Okay, all that being said, let's have a little look. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here just for a moment. So number one, would you? Would you behave like this is the game that we're going to be playing. Would you, if you're a pharmaceutical company, test your drugs specifically test drug tolerances of drugs that had been proven to have some serious side effects to see what those side effects would be like and also to see the tolerance of the human body, would you test that on a bunch of orphans because in order to test on children, you would need parental consent, but because the orphans don't have parents, therefore the legal guardians are the administrators and therefore the administration of that city can give away the rights to test on those vulnerable children. Would you do that? Would you do it for a million? Would you do it for a hundred million? Would you as a person inject something bad, potentially bad, at the levels designed to test the tolerance? So therefore, there has to be some serious side effects potential here on orphans so you can do the volume you need to without having to get all of the rights signed over from patients or from their parents? The answer, I'm almost certain, is no, you wouldn't. There is no money in the world for you to go and do that to a bunch of vulnerable children. However, that's exactly what GlaxoSmithKline did back in the 1990s. It was heard in 2004, and it was in New York City. They used tons of test subjects that were vulnerable children from black and Hispanic backgrounds, and they tested their experimental age drugs on them to the point where they wanted to see what tolerance levels were for human beings. We can only imagine they couldn't test them on themselves because they couldn't find enough human beings inside their organisation at the highest levels who were conducting these experiments to actually test on. It's important to mention, however, those people administering these drugs, as far as I understand it, and certainly from their account, they were completely unaware of what they were doing. They thought they were injecting children with potential life-saving drugs. Glaxo, if I remember rightly, and the mayor, if I believe rightly, Giuliani at the time, the state certainly, in court, I believe they were found not guilty. And if I remember it rightly, I'm going back a few years now, I remember following the case, I remember the judge at the time was saying that whilst no crime had been committed, both should take a long, hard look at themselves morally. Because I think you don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be a saint to see that that is morally bankrupt. Would you? No, you wouldn't. And yet here we are trusting these big mega pharmaceutical companies all day long. We just think they're doing the right thing. I'm not here to knock one industry sector. I'm just here to share a few examples, some of which I believe might be some of the worst, 
They're probably not the worst. We may not even know what some of the worst cases of this stuff is. But also just to shed some light on how they behave and why they shouldn't be in control. Are big pharmaceutical, not naming any names, not Glaxo specifically, are big pharmaceuticals very influential in politics? Of course they fucking are. Okay, that amount of money, that amount of employment that they do, of course they are. They're massively influential across the globe. They're massively influential in terms of the policies that get rolled out to us. Okay, round two of would you? You're a massive fast food giant. You produce food that you know is sketchy at best in terms of nutrition. You're well aware, however, because you're one of the global leaders in this industry, so you're well aware of the effects of fast food on health. You're aware of its effects on obesity. You're also aware that in many cases, parents don't necessarily want to give your shit product to their children. So what you do is not only are you continually producing this food for mankind and you're pushing it out there, but your marketing department is working overtime on how they can influence and manipulate people to buy their products on massive scales. This is exactly what, let's be honest, they all do. The one I'm going to name here right now is McDonald's. I think it's a cynical campaign. I may have even mentioned it on this podcast in the past. Look, we know that fast food is killing people. So 21 million people per year die across the globe from cigarettes, tobacco, from alcohol, and from fast food. Fast food and junk food account for, if my memory serves me right, I think 12 million deaths globally per year. Per year, 12 million. Put that in perspective. Have a look at the coronavirus figures for one. Compare that number just for a moment. 12 million people per year across the globe dying directly because of junk food. Not only are these companies allowed to sell their food and sell their products, they were one of the first businesses to be allowed open once lockdown ended. They were open long before the gyms were. And as part of the Eat Out to Help Out campaign, many, many people frequented those shops buying their food. Listen, do we have a right to buy shit food? Of course we do. Do we have the right to put things in our body that maybe are harmful to us? Arguably, of course we do. It's our bodies. That is an argument that says, obviously, it puts a strain on the health system, etc. But fundamentally, I think we all agree that it's kind of your body to some degree. Pretty much, you can do whatever you want to it. 40,000 people in the UK alone die directly because of junk food. 40,000. The death of coronavirus at the moment is not a lot more than that. Now, this isn't to diminish the coronavirus deaths by any stretch of the imagination. It's just to give you some perspective of what's allowed to continue just in the UK and obviously across the globe. So would you, you run a fast food giant, would you produce food that you knew wasn't healthy, that you knew was directly responsible, not your burger perhaps, but let's be honest, you're one of the biggest giants on the planet producing the food that is directly responsible for millions of deaths every single year. Would you not only continue to sell that product, turn a blind eye and pretend it wasn't happening, or just not give a shit about it happening, and more importantly, would you devise a wicked, as I would call it, campaign to manipulate parents to buying that shit for their children? This isn't parents that would buy McDonald's anyway for their child. That's their responsibility. The parents in charge. We assume that most parents are responsible and therefore wouldn't just feed loads of burgers into children. And as their guardians, they would be responsible enough to make sure that the child had a balanced and varied diet and a little bit of junk food, a little bit of crap. Let's be honest, most of us, we eat it ourselves and most of us do feed it to our children. My problem is more the manipulative campaign that 
is designed to target children so children manipulate their parents into buying their food. Or to manipulate the parents into feeling like they're bad parents if they're not buying that product or good parents for buying that product. Don't get me wrong, all fast food will be committing this crime, as I'm calling it. Of course, it's not a crime. I would argue it's a moral crime, however. But that's not the point right now. The point is really simple. Would you? Would you push your shit onto children that you knew was responsible for millions of deaths worldwide and increasing year on year? Would you? Would you? For any amount of money? Come on. I'm willing to bet if your business was responsible for that kind of fallout, you couldn't sleep at night. Number three, would you? Would you take a harmful chemical or hazardous material and illegally dump it? I'm guessing the answer to that one is also no. Would you then cover it up when you were caught out? Would you then tie up the legal system in order to draw it out? And would you fundamentally continue to be doing similar practices? The answer is almost certainly no, 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 and no. The damage you do to the wildlife, the damage you do to human beings, the planet, I'm willing to bet if your business behaved like that, or you'd behave like that, again, you would be struggling to sleep at night. I'm not even going to name names right now. Google this bastard. Like, the number of companies found guilty of this is insane. And some of it is terrifying. The degrees of which they've tried to cover up, the degrees of which they knew what they were doing, or they knew their harmful product was getting into the system, even aside the illegal dumping, Many businesses were well aware of the hazardous chemicals and toxic material that was in their products, and they were still selling them on the mass market for millions and millions of people to consume and potentially cause all kinds of hideous effects. I'm not going to name anyone right now because I tell you now, most of them have at least been questioned on this behavior and many of them have been found guilty on this and the fines that have been paid are astronomical. However, nothing compared to the amount of money that could be made from doing it. My question to you is not necessarily about them fuckers. The question is, would you do it? No, you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. How could you live with yourself? You're probably there sitting there splitting out your blooming recycling every single week. You probably feel guilty if you get a battery and chuck a battery in the bin because you're not meant to. So would you go out there and dump a load of shit into a stream or dump a load of shit into landfill knowing full well there was a massive risk potentially or the very least when you find out that it's caused a problem then go out your way to conceal and cover it up and oh my God, of course you wouldn't, of course you wouldn't, of course you wouldn't. Okay, number four, would you? Would you exploit the hardship of your staff so that you could pay them less than you should? Would you bring hardship to whole societies and cultures in order to make an extra buck for yourself? If you have staff on your payroll, do you sit there thinking, how can I squeeze money out of my staff? How do I pay them as little as possible? How do I cheat them out of what is rightfully theirs? If you have staff, I bet you've never thought that way. I'm not saying that you're not trying to minimalize to some degree your payroll. I'm not saying you're looking at, you know, how little you can potentially pay to get the talent you want on board. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about screwing people over, taking advantage of people who are broke and poor so you can make more money, so you can have a more fuller pantry yourself. 
I'm willing to bet. No. All the small businesses I work with that hire staff, they're all trying to make life good for their staff. They are also trying to maximise the profitability in their business. Of course they are. But they don't sit down around a table and think, how can they systematically screw a population or a people or a person out of a rightful salary so that they can make more money? And I bet you neither do you. Once again, I don't even need to name any names here. You probably know half a dozen off the top of your head. It's constantly in the news. Whether it's a sports manufacturer, an electronics manufacturer, it's always there. You know how they're screwing people offshore, whether it's a sweatshop full of kids, whether it's paying people so much less than they should be paying them in order to get the most amount of work out and give them untold misery in their working life just to make more money. We know it happens over and over again. Now, don't be wrong, I'm not here judging people. We all buy these products, etc., and we want these companies to behave better. That's not the argument right now. The argument is right now is, would you do that? Would you go out of your way to do this? No, you wouldn't. I'm going to continue to labor this point by continuing to play the would you game. Would you torture animals because it's cheaper than being humane to them? Maybe you're an animal lover. Maybe you have pets yourself. Maybe you have a dog, a cat fish, a budgie, would you? Would you torture animals because it was cheaper than being humane to animals? Would you starve your pet because it's cheaper than feeding your pet good food? No, you wouldn't. No sane, right-minded person would ever make that decision. And yet we know, again, I'm not going to bother naming any names. We know it's rife whether it's through farming practices, whether it's through dairy production, whether it's through animal testing, it's incredible. And you can sit there all day long and yes, they might be even abiding by certain rules and RSPCA rules and stuff like this. I'm telling you now, you look into it, it doesn't add up to a lot of fun for that animal. Now, this isn't about culling animals. This isn't about consuming animal flesh. This isn't about not fishing. This isn't about any of those things. I'm not even getting involved in society, right, and our food production, etc. It's how we just treat the animals I'm talking about right now. And yet we know over and over again, they are treated terribly, terribly. And the standards we set for these animals to live in is terrible. And the minimum standards are way too low. In my personal humble opinion, and I believe all you've got to do is transpose the sheep, the pigs, the cattle, the chickens, transpose them with your pets, and there's no way on God's earth you'd ever do that to the animal kingdom. Yet, once again, we know it is rife. We know it is happening all over the world. And you know the standards in the UK here, we might consider ourselves to be one of the best. They're not good. They're not great. Not all farmers, not all companies, but we know that practices are not good at many levels. Would you do that in your business to make an extra buck? Would you do that in your business? Would you treat animals poorly just because it made more money than treating them humanely? I'm going to bet if you're a well-rounded human being and not an absolute fucking mental psychopath, the chances are, yes, of course, you would not treat animals like that for any amount of money, let alone just to make a little bit more profit out of your product. Do I need to go on? Probably not. I think the chances are that you have a clean sweep there where no, you wouldn't, in which case you have won. And you know what? Small business owners, 
just like me, just like you, just like the world over, we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't behave like this. We wouldn't be so immoral. And in many cases, we wouldn't be illegal in the same ways. It just wouldn't happen. The bottom line is really simple. The big corporations of the world, they are dominating the landscape. They dominate our lives with their products. I'm sitting here now and I can see so many of them just around the studio where I'm recording this. They dominate our lives. They dominate how society and civilization evolves in many respects now. They also have way too much influence through their money and their power into politics. And therefore, my argument is that they should not be running the world, as many of them are certainly a big part of doing. We should be. Just because we don't behave like that, we wouldn't behave like that, we would be much more moral, much more legal, we would be much more in touch with the damage we were doing, emotionally in touch with the damage we were doing, whether that's to society, to individuals, to our employees, to our customers, to the land, to the planet itself, or to the animal kingdom. We wouldn't do it. You couldn't sleep at night. You have morals. Look at your own business. Look at what you're trying to do. You are trying to give back. You're trying to do more. You're trying to contribute to society. At the very least, I bet you're trying to do no damage. I bet you when you're thinking about doing your marketing, you're not sitting there thinking, right, how can I push more of this shit onto my customers? I bet you're not sitting there thinking, how can I screw my customers out of an extra pound or an extra dollar or an extra euro? And imagine you're sitting there in your marketing department, sitting there saying, right, how do I communicate how good my product is? How do I get the message across to my audience just how amazing what I do is and how I can help them? I bet you that's what you're thinking. That's why you should be running the world. That's why we should be running the world. Come and join me on Wednesday. I'll move this conversation on. And it's all about how we as entrepreneurs fundamentally should be influencing society from the ground up and not actually be subservient to major corporations across the world being dominated downwards. I'm going to share this throughout the rest of this week. Maybe I've ignited a little fire in you. Maybe I've agitated you. Maybe I've annoyed you. Whatever the experiences you're having because of this, then it's okay, right? Join me for the whole week, hear what I've got to say, and then make your own decisions moving forward. Right now, the agenda is really simple for me. It's not to get you to stop drinking Coke or McDonald's or to stop using chemicals in your house or whatever. It's not here to stop eating meat. I have no agenda at that level at all with you right now. This is really to highlight the damage that big corporations are doing to the planet, the manipulation that they have over our daily lives, both through back channels and also directly through their products. And more important than all of that, how fucking amazing you are how good you are, and why you matter, what you do matters, and why your business matters. I want to continue this conversation on Wednesday. Until then, if you want to find out a little bit more about myself, a little bit more about what we're doing at Bigger, Brighter, Boulder, then please do check out our website, www.biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. I'll put that link in the descriptions. You'll also find loads of resources there for you to help you to move your business along and to level yourself up and to grow your business. At Bigger, Brighter, Boulder, we run groups for businesses. We have a culture which is to support you, to challenge you, 
We help you set your goals, get clear vision on where you want to take your business, help you with strategy and tactics in sales, in marketing. We help you with your business model, your pricing, your positioning. If you're a business owner and you're just starting out, we have a group specifically designed for you. If you're a business owner, you've been going for a little while, maybe doing 20, 30, 40, 50K, maybe even 60K or so, and you want to know what's it going to take to get 100K or more, then we've got a group perfect for you as well. If you're already doing over 100K, maybe 100, 200, 300, maybe even up to about half a million, again, I've got a group specifically with your peers in it waiting for you right now. The most powerful thing you can do in business is surround yourself with people on a similar journey to you. People who have gone through what you're going through, people that can help you and support you with new ideas, new innovations, people to pressure test your ideas, hold you accountable, support you and pick you up when times are difficult. If you're deadly serious about taking your business to the next level, then do get in touch with us. Go and check out the website or you can find a link in the description to Tracy Miller's email and she would love to hear from you and talk you through how we can support you on your ongoing upward journey of business, entrepreneurism and success. I'll see you on Wednesday. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 